This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 75. It is so great to be here with you. I hope you had a fantastic week, or at least the week where you treated yourself with some kindness and some compassion. Today is a special episode because it's our 75th episode, and it's our last episode before I take a couple months of a break from our regular podcast schedule. Yes, I'm taking a break. It's the very first break I've ever taken that's more than like a week long. Um, from the podcast since we started it. And I thought, you know, 75 episodes in a row is a pretty good, is a pretty good stretch. As I've told you before, I am in the process of writing a book. So I just needed like a couple months to get really into the flow of writing and then come back to our regular scheduling. But the good news is we are still releasing new bonus episodes every other week on our Patreon. So if you can't go two months without hearing a new episode, or you just want to help support this podcast because our Patreon is the only way we're able to monetize this podcast, we don't have ads in case you haven't noticed, please, please sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash self. Another cool thing about doing that is you will be able to attend our monthly live Zoom episodes when you sign up to be an Angels or Miracles tier on the Patreon. So this month's topic I'm really excited about because it is how to hire self your breakups. Yes, I thought, you know what? In honor of Valentine's Day, what if we talked about breaking up? Because breaking up isn't easy. And I'm not just talking about romantic breakups. I also mean friendship breakups. I also mean breakups from family members where you can't see them anymore. You needed to draw a boundary. I mean all forms of ending a relationship and moving forward. You know, Valentine's Day is so commercialized and everywhere you see like things about romance and gifts and pink and red. I mean, I love the aesthetic, but it's just become so commercialized that a lot of people really can't avoid being triggered by that stuff during this time. And I was like, this is a perfect time for us to look back at the relationships that have passed and see it through the lens of our higher self, see what we've learned from it, how we can keep moving forward, how we can keep learning from them, how to make peace with them, how to make peace with our exes, whether you talk to them or not, and just kind of digging deep into that. So I'm going to be giving a little talk on higher solving your breakups, and then I will be taking questions. This is going to happen on Saturday, February 12th, a couple days before Valentine's, at 4 p.m. Eastern. So I would love, love, love to see you there and have a little Valentine breakup gathering with you. So make sure to sign up as an Angels and Miracles tier. Another thing I wanted to announce is that I am one out of 10 creators in the entire world to get early access to a new feature on Instagram, which is called Instagram subscriptions. And what it basically means is that you can sign up to get bonus content on my Instagram. And that looks like subscriber-only lives once a week, subscriber-only stories. It's kind of like being a close friend. You know how you can have close friend groups so you're able to see more content than other people. And my subscription is 99 cents a month, so it's not a huge commitment. And every Friday, I'm going to be going live on there and just kind of talking and chatting and answering questions and just kind of hanging out. I'm calling them Higher Self Fridays. 
So if you want to connect more with me there during this time, please go to my Instagram profile at Bunny Michael and hit the subscribe button. It's really, really simple. It's just like, you know, paying for an app. And hopefully I'll see you in the weekly lives and in my DMs and stuff. Okay, because the cool thing is, is that when you subscribe, you get this little badge next to your name. So every time you DM me or every time you leave a comment, it has a badge next to your name. So I know that you're a subscriber. And then I can prioritize getting back to you sooner, responding to your comments and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. So I thought in honor of this last episode before we take a little bit of a break, I would share a higher self moment that I had today. And it was kind of something that wasn't, you know, my best side, but luckily my higher self came in and and showed me another perspective. I was basically sitting here in my office working and writing and doing emails and all that stuff. And I have just moved in here, you know, at the beginning of the month and there's an office next to me and it's been empty. And this morning, the landlord comes and shows the space to somebody and I can hear them talking and it's really, really loud. So there really isn't a lot of sound barrier between us and the door isn't like completely on, blah, 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 all of that stuff. Anyway, I went into kind of like a spiral just thinking, oh gosh, you know, I'm going to hear all this talking or how am I going to record the podcast? And I was just like really annoyed and angry even about the situation. Like I didn't know it was going to be that loud, blah, blah, blah. And just kind of started to get anxious. And I was like, what am I, I got to write the landlord a text and all of this stuff. And then I just kind of like took a deep breath and just sort of let it go because I knew I was angry and I didn't want to write the landlord when I felt that way. But something clicked in me probably like a couple hours later after I had kind of forgotten about it. And I was like, the person who is taking that office is somebody just like me who is just trying to do their thing and rent a space so that they can sustain whatever it is their passion is. And Rather than seeing that person as somebody who is going to bother me (laughs) immediately, maybe I should start seeing them from a loving side, my higher self side, which is just knowing, hey, this isn't an enemy. This is another human being who deserves to have a space just like I do. Like you can deal with this without being angry or taking it personally or feeling offended. And then I realized there is a lot of different possibilities that we can do together to create a solution to the sound issue. You know, it could be like putting up soundproofing. It could be talking to the landlord about getting a new door, blah, 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 whatever. The point is, is that sometimes our response doesn't have a sense of humanity in it. And we lose sight that the people around us are just like us just trying to heal themselves, to be happy, to find some peace, to pay the rent. And we get so caught up in our world and our problems. And it can feel, you know, sometimes like it's us against the world or that we're just clawing to survive. And when you're in that mode, it's really difficult to be compassionate. It's really difficult to step into somebody else's shoes. And it gives you a lot of stress. Connecting to your higher self, connecting to compassion, isn't just beneficial to the person you're being compassionate to. It's also extremely beneficial to you because it doesn't serve you to hold on to judgment and anxiety and stress and fear and anger. I mean, it's, it's natural to go through those feelings. But when you connect to your higher self, you realize that's not the complete story. And if I approach this with compassion and understanding, I'm actually going to find a solution much easier in a much more peaceful way than I would if I wasn't thinking and I had maybe sent an angry text to my landlord and then what my landlord is offended and doesn't like me. And then the next time I see my landlord in the hallway, it's like tense and, and it just ends up dragging out and out. And, and we do this type of stuff all the time, right? We create these conflicts 
out of our emotions, out of our stress, and it takes us a little breathing time to realize, hey, I can rise above this, right? And it's actually going to make it a lot better for me. So yeah, I just wanted to share that story because these little things happen all of the time, these moments where we actually have a choice into how we respond, and that has a huge effect into our future. Even a tiny choice between like sending a text or not in the heat of the moment. So the next time you feel yourself getting angry about something or frustrated about something, use that emotion as a tool to say, hey, what's happening right now is obviously something I'm very passionate about. And what is it that I really want in this situation? And what is the best way to actually get that? And I promise you the best way to get the most positive outcome is to approach the situation with compassion, understanding, and humanity. And that's exactly what you're going to get back. And even if for some reason you don't get that back, you know, maybe, I don't know, the next door neighbor is just on a tangent or had a really bad day, you know that you stayed above the line and you came with love. All right, y'all. One little thing I wanted to mention before we get started with the questions is that to please don't unsubscribe to the podcast during this break because I am going to be releasing little check-ins, little mini things during this time as well. So you want to stay updated with that. And please don't forget to keep sending in your questions, one, for the bonus episodes, and two, because we are going to be making plans for the second season with this time off. And we're going to be using your questions for the future season. So we're going to keep needing those to come in advance. Okay, babes, the questions this week are super juicy, super vulnerable, and I'm just like in absolute awe at the honesty from them. So let's get it started. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. First of all, thank you so much for fostering such an incredible space. I've been a longtime listener and find such comfort in your podcast, which is so human and special. I have a question before you go on break, and I'm crossing my fingers to receive a reply, but I just appreciate you reading it. I broke up with my best friend and partner several months ago, and we finally went no contact at the beginning of this year. We planned to start chatting again, be friends again in the spring, but we figured we needed and deserved a true break in order to really be friends. And though that was initiated by them, I know it was for the best. During this time, of course, I've missed them and struggled with not having the same support, especially because I moved to a new city and started a new job. So it's been hard. But something that's made it harder is that I happened to text a mutual friend of ours who I no longer see because I moved and she never replied. She was more my partner's friend than mine, but she did me thoughtful favors like feed and care for my cat and help us move. Sure, these favors could have been more for my partner than me, but it never really felt that way. My text just wished her a happy New Year's and said I wish I had visited her before moving among a couple other things. But nothing was sent in reply, which surprised me. I do see that she's active online, and so it all kind of triggered me in certain ways. I already don't really trust people easily outside of my family, and it's shaking my trust in my ex-partner and friend too. I think that others' opinions of me aren't really my business, but this is something I keep coming back to because my partner and I still consider each other close and plan to be in each other's lives again. But when a mutual who's older and supposedly more mature ignores my text, I begin to wonder what's being said of me, if I did something to offend them, or if they just don't like me. Which again is something I realize I would just need to accept. So my question is, I guess, where is the line here? I wish I could talk to my ex like any other time, but I don't want to disrespect our boundary. Yet I wonder if I could just ignore this for some months until we talk again. I keep thinking about it. I wonder what my higher self is wanting to happen. Thank you so, so much, Bunny. I hope that wasn't too long. I'm sending you and everyone listening so much love. Take care. Hi, sweetie. Well... I think it's a really mature thing that the both of you decided to do a no contact agreement so that you can 
continue to heal and move forward, as much as we want to stay close to our best friend slash exes, it's always really helpful to have that space so we can really get a perspective from the outside, right? Because when we're still close, it's like we're still looking from the inside out. And really what we need to be doing is like getting a whole bird's eye view of what the hell just happened. There could be numerous reasons why she didn't reply to your texts. She could have been super busy or distracted when she got the text. She could be going through a hard time personally and didn't have like the emotional space to respond. Or she could feel like talking to you would be violating your ex's boundaries. Maybe she wants to remain loyal to them and it would feel strange to now cultivate a relationship between just the two of you. I'm also wondering if on some unconscious level, part of the reason you reached out to her was to be somewhat indirectly connected to your ex. Like seeing how she responds to you could give you some insight into how your ex is doing or feeling about you. And now that she hasn't responded, that's exactly what you were hoping wouldn't happen. Or maybe now you have a perfect excuse to reach back out to your ex and ask them what's going on. I guess my question is, why did you reach out to her in the first place? Was it a totally genuine interest in how she was doing, or was there some ulterior motive? Which, by the way, wouldn't make you a bad person or anything. It makes sense. You miss your ex. You miss being close. Having somebody that's connected to them available to you does make you feel closer. But boundaries after a breakup are really important. And for some people, that includes boundaries from their friends too. Like I know personally, it really pissed me off after a certain breakup when my ex was still following my sisters on Instagram and had unfollowed me and we weren't talking, but they would still like like my sister's pictures and DM them and stuff. And we weren't even talking. And yeah, it's true. They were friends They spent time together, but it really didn't make me feel good. It didn't make me feel like my sisters were totally in my corner. Like I didn't want (laughs) to be the only one not speaking to my ex. You know what I mean? So I had to tell my sisters that, hey, I don't really like this. This makes me feel uncomfortable. And they totally understood So I think you have two options. You know, you can reach out to her and ask her, hey, did I cross a boundary by reaching out to you? I know that you and my ex were originally friends and maybe, you know, you felt like it wasn't good to talk to me and I really respect that. Or you can just leave it into her hands and accept that what is happening is exactly what you need to continue on your healing path. I definitely don't think that you should reach out to your ex and ask them what's going on with that person. I don't think it's a good idea to violate that boundary. You are doing an amazing job at keeping your boundaries and working through this breakup. So keep going trust what is happening. Maybe staying in touch with that person would actually mean you hear something that hurts you or interpret something and it interrupts your healing process. The universe is looking out for you. So keep faith in your process. I know it's going to be hard, but you can do this. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello, Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Um, 
first of all, everybody says at the beginning, you're amazing. Um, you're a ball of light that warm keeps all of us warm. Um, that's really true. Like I feel your love so deeply through your podcast, and so many of them have helped me out in different circumstances. I have had a very rough um, few years uh, aside from the pandemic. In 2019, I was actually diagnosed with, um, well, it was leading to the diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, which was confirmed in spring of 2020. I have had a really hard time processing this. Um, I, to give you some like background information, I am kind of a hypochondriac. So whenever, if I, and it's, because of just my anxiety, I, I think about something over and over and over again, and then actually kind of starts happening. Um, like a reference is like if I feel like just a slight ache in my leg or something, I will focus on it, like hyper-focus on it, and then it obviously gets worse. But as soon as I get my attention away from it, it goes back to normal, and I don't even notice that it's there. Um, it's 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 been hard to digest. I my mom she actually has a disease that's very similar to MS. Uh, she has CRPS and she got it when I was around in about middle school. Um, so I kind of grew up at a young age, kind of watching her health drastically decline. Um, she still is amazing. I mean, not a lot of people that have CRPS throughout her whole body can have a full-time job, but um, she does that. She, I feel like she overworks herself. Um, stress is kind of a big thing, and that's something that I've had as well. And I was, when this was found out, my neurologist kind of recommended me the highest form of treatment, which is IV treatment, and I did not want to take IV, um, like any kind of immunosuppressant, when I don't really have any symptoms that I can clarify as MS. I, it was found on an accident. Um, I was having migraines, and so I had to get my brain scanned, and they found the lessons. And MS essentially is a, your uh, it's autoimmune disease, and it's your immune system attacking your the myelin sheath. So it's interfering the pathway between your cells, so it can cause an array of, of symptoms of like loss of sight, fatigue, um, so much stuff. And a lot of it even kind of just normal, like fatigue. Everybody is tired, and that's why we kind of drink coffee. Um, and so I didn't want to take the medications. I believe that there is like we have the ability to heal ourselves and we have to look at a lot of things that isn't really focused on such as nutrition. Are you getting all the nutrients you need to um, support yourselves in all of their types of functions? I mean, the amount of vitamins that kind of go into all that is, is crazy and it's not really widely known as well as your stress because um, that can also lead to um, things not functioning and you being more tired, you're losing more energy. Uh, as well as exercise, you know, your our muscles kind of deteriorate over time as we get older. And so to keep them active every day, it um, keeps them in good shape. And knowing all of this, I know that there's a, a lot of power in that. And also it's, it's, in the same sense, it's been really hard because my mom, she actually takes a lot of medication for her disease. And kind of while I've been, I've been trying to learn about how to help my nutrition in a way for MS to prevent it, um, I'm kind of also learning how bad these medications are in the long run. Um, Essentially, immunosuppressant just suppresses your immune system, and yeah, it might help in the short term, 
um, sense of preventing those, you know, your immune system attacking yourself, it's not helping in the long run because your immune system is what kind of repairs. It's the mechanic of keeping your body in good shape. And if it's not doing its repairs over time, things are just going to kind of pile up. And it it really scares me um, because I, I don't want my mom just to continue to kind of just see her worsening. And, and that's all that I have been seeing. Um, I have kind of helped guided her through the fact that, you know, nutrition is something to look at. And she does see that, but she's missing on a huge point of, of being up and moving. And, and I know that she has a lot of fear and anxiety in her too. And it's just, I, I hate being on the sidelines and seeing that. And then also trying to deal with kind of not the fact that what I'm doing is right because everywhere online you just kind of see if you don't take medication, you know, 80% will most likely continue to worsen with MS and, but I'm reading a book based off of a doctor who actually got the disease and she reversed her symptoms from being in a grab tilt chair to walking or running marathons. And yes, she still has some symptoms that are still there, but if I have none, I can essentially prevent that entirely. But it's still terrifying when the whole modern medicine is failing us so much. Um, so it's just any advice would be great. Um, sorry if this is so long. Um, and thank you again, Bunny. Thank you. <laughs> Sweetheart, thank you so much for being so open and vulnerable and sharing what you're going through. I really, really feel for you. And I know that this is really challenging on so many levels, on an emotional level, on a physical level. On top of that, being there for your mother and wanting her to find healing as well. You're absolutely right that approaching healing from a holistic perspective is going to empower you. I'm not a doctor and I don't know enough about MS to even have an opinion about what you should do when it comes to medication. But I do know that just like disease manifests differently in different bodies, so does healing. You continuing to explore other forms of healing, getting other opinions, reading, and researching about what you can do beyond Western medicine, that instinct and that intuition is a reflection of how connected you are with your body and how wise you are and how much love you have for yourself and for your mother because you know there's more truth to this. You know this goes deeper. I'm sure when your mom was diagnosed with her a specific condition, there was a lot less information available about alternative medicines. And pills seemed like the only recourse for her. But now we understand there are so many factors affecting our bodies. And one of the biggest ones is stress. Like you mentioned, when we're stressed, our bodies are put into fight or flight mode. And that sucks up so much energy, energy that we need to live, energy that we need to heal. You know, when you talked about being a hypochondriac, what I heard from that is that you understand how powerful your mind is. You can feel that you understand that your thoughts create form on some level. And that's absolutely true. And it also makes me feel like you're very much in tune with another realm of understanding. That power that you have, though can be used in service of love because thoughts of love are extremely powerful. Healing from the higher self perspective isn't about figuring out a way to get your body to function the way that you want it to because we are at the mercy of nature and nature is unpredictable. We can do as much planning as we want but a hurricane will come. 
no matter how prepared we are, no matter what levies we put up. Healing from the higher self perspective is about accepting and loving your body through the natural process of it working on your behalf, through its efforts to protect you as much as it can, as much as it's capable of. From the higher self perspective, healing is healing your thoughts. It's finding your inner peace despite the outside circumstances, as difficult as they may be. So while you continue to do that very important work of exploring other forms of healing and expanding your understanding and deepening your wisdom about what's happening with you and your body and hopefully getting second and third opinions on medication, it's also very important for you to use the power of your thoughts to manifest more love. Ask yourself, how can I be more loving to myself today? How can I accept the transient nature of my emotions while at the same time knowing that I'm not my emotions? How can I see my fears creeping up and accept them while at the same time knowing that they won't overpower me? You are not your thoughts. You are the awareness of them. And you can channel the power of your mind to bring you more inner healing, which will only support your physical healing and bring you more joy no matter what the outside circumstances are. Remember, you are your higher self. You are spirit. You are the compassionate witness. And your purpose on this planet is to awaken to the fullness of love. Everything that happens is a door to that realization. There's this spiritual saying that I've heard over the years and It kind of really stuck with me that we actually choose our parents because our spirits know what curriculum is needed to help bring us to another realm of consciousness or enlightenment. I mean, I don't know if that's true at all, but what I do know is that everything that you are going to learn from this is going to help your mom and you find more healing. Because you are now in a position to bring more of that wisdom into her consciousness, something that she has been lacking. And that is truly a gift. I mean, that is a testament of love. That's a testament to your power. You are a healer. It's really funny that sometimes when things go wrong in our bodies or we need more healing in our bodies, we actually realize that we are healers. We may not always be able to heal a wound or cure a disease with the power of our thoughts, but we can heal by being representatives of love and acceptance. And that love and acceptance is the most important thing in anyone's life. When you think about what actually is real health, like let's really think about that. There's one level of health, and that could be your body functioning exactly the way you want it to, but there's a deeper level of health, and that's you being aligned with your truth and your worth and your power. You are a healer, and you are only beginning to glimpse that power. I'm sending you so much love, babe. Hi, Bunny. Um, uh, I I wanted to say first that I really appreciate you and your podcast. And I like the spiritual journey that I've been on. You have just like opened my eyes up to so many more perspectives, perspectives, and just listening, like listening to the people that the people that send in their voicemails too, like. It, it's 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 really comforting to know that I'm not alone 
no matter what, like whatever I'm going through. But I'm calling today. Um, uh, I am in a relationship with a man at the moment, and we are five months in, and it's been a lot harder than it needs to be, I feel like. Um, I have a great amount of love for him. And whether that's, like, romantically or friendship, whichever way, whichever form love has, I I know that I have a lot of love for him. Um, But I know that this relationship isn't what we need right now. Or at least that's that's the way I feel in the moment. Um, The process of leaving... Um, has been, a, like, very hard on both of us. We're still, I'm still in the relationship with him, but it's, I know that it's going to happen any day now, but I just can't get myself to kind of, like, pull the plug. Um, yeah, I know that... Um, I would I I I always tell him that I still want to be friends with him but um I don't know it's just we we've, we've gone through a lot together just in these 5 months um and personally it's just my mind just keeps telling me like I don't want to hurt him but like I I know that I need to do this but it's just the process of doing it has been it's been really really hard on me so I just, I want to know if you have any advice to making it a little bit easier and, um, any, anything would help, really. It's, 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 um, it's been a lot, especially this past week. Um, I, I've tried to, um, or both of us, we've tried to break up, but it just hasn't kind of, gone smoothly and we're still together now so I just hi sweetheart you know a lot of people say they stay in relationships with people because they don't want to hurt them but staying with someone when you don't really want to be with them is hurting them and it's hurting you and as much as we like to think this is just about their attachment to you It's also about your attachment, the attachment to being there for that person in a way that you're used to, the attachment to them seeing you in a favorable light. Because, you know, when you reveal your true feelings, there is a risk that their feelings of rejection will make them not like you or think good thoughts about you or be nice to you or be there for you the way that they have been. Loving someone doesn't mean staying with them. It means doing the loving thing for both of you. The loving thing is to let them go, even if they think it's not what they want, because it's what you want. I also recommend that when you do break up, you put up some really good boundaries, i.e. no contact for a while, because it's obvious the attachment is still very strong and there is a risk that you will feel guilted into getting back together. The path of your higher self is following love's guidance even when that means making a difficult decision. Even if it means having a hard conversation and saying no or walking away. Both of you deserve to be in a relationship where both people are 100% committed. If breaking up isn't something that you're able to do in person because it's too hard, do it over the phone. Sometimes we need a physical boundary to protect our emotional safety. Remember, you shouldn't feel guilty for the things that you want because everybody deserves that. Your needs are valid and You have to advocate for them in sometimes some really difficult places. But when you begin to understand how valid your needs are and that you do deserve to leave a relationship if that's what you want, it will get easier and easier to advocate for yourself in the future. It takes practice. You know, we all grew up in a world that didn't teach us to advocate for our needs, that kind of taught 
especially if you were socialized as a woman, that you should be sacrificing what your desires are, that you do need to make your partner happy more than yourself. And there's a lot of that conditioning going on in the background of this situation. You're doing nothing wrong. You can do this. Content warning, the following question contains mentions of suicidal ideation. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. So first off, just want to say that when I first found your podcast, I was kind of turned off a bit by it at first, but couldn't pinpoint why. After some therapy and introspection, I realized so much of what I didn't like was the aspect of healing and compassion that you lead with. And for that, I am so grateful to you. I didn't grow up with that. And now I'm leaning into that idea of being more tender and compassionate. My question, and I'll preface by leaving a minor content warning pertaining to suicidal ideation, is what now? In 2018, after having my child had previously lost two, I had planned on taking my own life before I turned 28. For three years, had planned and made arrangements and was very set on making this decision, but something happened. I've been through years of trauma and abuse, so this just felt like setting the world right again. By eliminating the one thing, ruining everything, me. In 2021, I had started making friends and started experiencing that my art was something worth living for. When I thought about my kid, I also realized that I didn't want the same people who broke me to be the people to care for them if I was no longer around. So here I am. I survived 27. So what now? I feel awkward and I didn't think I'd get this far. Please forgive me if this is long and confusing. I would love your insight. Well, first of all, I'm extremely grateful that you are here and that you wrote to me with such honesty. And second of all, what now? Whatever you want, because your life is full of possibility. Let me just say this. I understand how trauma can make you feel unworthy. I understand how those wounds can turn into self-punishment. But I also know that there is no fucking way that you don't get to have a joyful, fulfilling, abundant, creative, loving, long life because of other people's limitations of knowing how to love you. You are not unlovable because someone didn't know how to love you. The fact of the matter is trauma perpetuates because we live in a world that is largely unhealed. People don't understand their value. They don't know their worth. Many people are told they aren't worthy. And so in states of desperation to find some kind of empowerment, they try to take power away from others. This is extremely misguided, but it didn't start with them. They are wounded and they don't realize that they are worth something more than that. You, however, you do, or else you wouldn't be writing me. You know you deserve love. You know that you are not defined by what happened to you in the past. You know that the cycle of abuse ends with you because you will no longer tolerate it. You are healing yourself. You are being accountable. That takes an immense amount of courage and you should be really proud of yourself. I am so excited that you're an artist because I know that what you have been through is only going to empower your artistic voice. We all have a unique role to play to awaken more love on this planet. When you channel your art, that is you stepping into your higher purpose. You are here for a reason. Your perspective is needed. You are so important. There's going to be a lot of people hearing this today, hearing what you wrote me, who because of it will feel less alone. You are only at the precipice of really connecting and exploring yourself. And the future is so bright. All you have to do is keep going. And now I'd like to play for you some listener responses. I'm going to play two listener responses because we are taking a break and I wanted them to get heard. So here you go. Hi, um, I'm calling to talk about, um, I think it was episode 42. And there was a caller that asked about 
um, intimacy with her boyfriend or partner. Um, I just want to say how much I related to that question. It felt like the words were coming out of my mouth as I listened along. Um, I actually showed my partner the, both the question and the response just to help him understand a little more how I was feeling because he also struggled with a lack of desire. Uh, it was super helpful, and I just had my therapy session this morning where we talked more about it, and I feel like I had a bit of a breakthrough, and it helped me so much. So thank you for your vulnerability, and thank you for answering, Bunny. Love you. Hello, this is a listener response from episode 73. It was the last question about a partner experiencing anger. I related to this question so much, and it honestly reminded me exactly of my previous relationship. It was so illuminating that um, so many of us are just going through the same thing, and I felt really seen and... I felt like I saw you through that question, and I also felt really seen myself um, just hearing about your experience. And it's just a, it's a really complicated situation when you love someone, but um, their anger scares you. <laughs> and even if they're not hurting you per se, you are affected by that anger, you know? Um, but yeah, so in my last relationship, I ended the relationship because my partner had some very um, intense anger problems due to a very traumatic childhood filled with like addiction and alcoholism, etc. Um, he would also like punch objects, or sorry, throw objects or... Um, punch things sometimes, like walls or even like a car window once when things were really bad. And yeah, I guess I just wanted to call in and say that I totally understand and empathize with what you're going through. And I think for me, I just had to trust my instinct at a certain point. We were together for over four years and... I just, um, it was kind of just like one day I just realized that this relationship wasn't going to be sustainable for me anymore, and it was an act of love to end the relationship. And I just had to put my needs first, and I knew that um, the anger wasn't probably going to go away anytime soon unless he wanted to work on it himself. And yeah, as Bunny suggested, maybe couples counseling could be a good idea. And I totally support that. Um, that's not something that I ever pursued. And maybe I could have. But I also, yeah, I just wanted to trust my instinct and I ended the relationship. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to call in and respond and just let you know, um, listener that submitted that question, <laughs> that I totally hear you and I see you and um, I, I love you. And thank you for calling in. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much to both of the listeners who sent in those responses. It was so sweet and caring and thoughtful and meaningful to me, and I'm sure so meaningful to the people who you were responding to. You know, we play so many questions on this podcast. We've done 75 episodes plus 20-something bonus episodes with four questions each. I mean, that's a lot of different people telling their very vulnerable stories. And I think it's so amazing how even without hearing like the answer, you know, without hearing my response, just hearing somebody who's going through something that you're going through, how validating that is, especially if in your, you're in a situation where you're questioning your own reality. And I know that that can happen a lot in relationships 
especially ones that are struggling and the only other person that really knows what's going on is your partner and you can't tell if you know what your instinct is is correct or not and so i'm really happy that uh you mentioned that caller about following your instinct because i think you know your own limitations and you know when you're ready and and you know when you can trust your truth so anyway i just wanted to chime in and say I've been there too. All right, y'all, that wraps up this episode. Don't forget to support us on Patreon. Sign up so you can hear the bonus episodes while I'm on break. There's a bunch up there already. Um, And I would love, love to see you at the live Zoom, How to Hire Self Your Breakups. (laughs) And we can just keep talking about this stuff. That's February 12th. So. Hope to see you there. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on my Instagram if you want to get bonus content there and come to my IG lives every week. And another thing that I wanted to ask of you, if you have time, it is extremely helpful to get rated and reviewed. When you get rated or reviewed on Apple Podcasts, what happens is that the potential for you to be like in the top of self-improvement or in the top of, you know, whatever category and people can see it and click on it and find it. So it really just helps bring more visibility to this podcast. And I personally believe that so many people will benefit from all of our stories. And I believe that this podcast is a collective of voices. So helping to do little things like rating and reviewing. I'm not saying this for my vanity. I'm saying this because I want more people to hear y'all because it's just, it's really good stuff. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's tender. It's vulnerable. It's honest. And we need more of that in this world. Okay. I'm getting emo again. Have an amazing week. I'll see you on the bonus episodes. I'll see you at the IG lives on Fridays. I'll see you at the live Zoom, February 12th. I love you so much, and so does your higher self. Talk to you later. Bye. EXO Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.